Hello, and welcome back. I don't know. Maybe this is your first episode. Welcome. Why would you start on episode, what is this, 56? I don't know. Look, if this is your first episode, I mean, welcome. Uh, I mean, I started, re like, reviewing in the middle of the Arrowverse. So, um, I, I guess I shouldn't be blaming you for, for this being your first episode. But if this is not your first episode, welcome back. If this is your first episode, welcome. If uh, anybody heard a strange noise just now, that was my cat purring. Um, and he's left by Memphis. Okay. So this is Supergirl Season 2, Episode 12, Luther's. <laughs> well, what an episode this was. Okay, so we start off uh, in the alien bar, which I wish they would give a name. You know what? I'm just going to call it Cheers. They go to Cheers. That's that's what's happening. They go to Cheers. And um, whenever Wynn walks, walks in, everybody shouts, Win like they shouted Norm. I, I don't know. All right, so it's Cheers. And um, what's happening is that Alex is essentially coming out to Team Supergirl. Uh, Jimmy's there. Wynn is there. Uh... It, uh, Jean Jones is there. Monel is there as a bartender. So she introduces her girlfriend. Jimmy and Winter take it aback for a, a hot second. Um, uh, Monel comes up and says, "Oh, this was the big the big thing that you're the big that you're doing." Okay, fine. I mean that's strange. Uh, was this that a problem on Earth? And uh, Car says, or Alex says, "Well, not everybody likes ladies loving ladies." And he's like, "Well, on uh, Daxum, it was the more the merrier." So I assume. Daxamites practice polyamory. That's um, that's what I can assume. Uh, so they're they're hanging out, um, and then the next day is oh they're talking about the trial of Lena Luther and Supergirl decides to go as uh, not Lena Lillian Luther excuse me, uh, and Lena has testified against her today. Car goes to talk to Lena Lena to make sure that everything's going to be okay now. Yeah. let's talk about what's going on in this show. Supergirl is fighting a bunch of traditional Superman villains, right? Superman has been in the show. Uh, presumably he he has not fought. Well, he hasn't fought those villains because they were created and then Kara fought them. But she's fighting a bunch of traditional Superman villains. And there's some, some lampshading of what's going on later on in the episode. Yeah, I suppose I should just get to it. So... Then we got back to the trial of uh, Lena Luther. Actually, no, we don't. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. We go to Metallo's prison cell where it's mail call and he gets a package. It's a small package. It's an envelope with something in it. The next day, uh, it's the trial of Lillian Luther. Metallo is on the stand. He's being a big jerk uh, about being genocidal, how being genocidal to aliens is a good thing. And uh, he just starts spouting off, and the um, prosecuting attorney asks permission to treat the witness as hostile, and then he stands up and says, I'm going to treat you as hostile. I don't know. He's not Australian. I don't know why I did that. But he stands up and he says he's going to treat her as hostile, and he tears open his shirt. There's a lot of tearing of shirts on the show at the chest level. And he tears open his shirt to reveal a big glowing kryptonite crystal in there and blasts a big glowing kryptonite beam. So this is weird, because kryptonite radiation doesn't affect, you know, humans, but I guess if you somehow put it in a cyborg's chest cavity and make it his power source, he can focus something through it, and there's a beam, and he blasts people, and he frees Lillian Luther, and they go out, and they cause a ruckus, and Supergirl's fighting him, and then she endangers humans. Now, this is the thing. She's... 
she's a break eggs to make an omelet kind of lady, because uh, she will put humans in danger in order so that she can kill aliens, which to me is less about saving humanity than it is about killing aliens and proving her son right. Like she's she's got a real um, she's got a real hang up uh, for uh, for Lex, and I would I I I'm gonna play armchair uh, mental health professional, but she's not right in the head about Lex. Uh, you know, he's her darling boy and apparently can do no wrong and whatnot. There's a flashback where uh, Lena gets introduced. And, oh, sorry, okay. So Lex is playing chess with Lillian. Uh, he's getting pretty good at it. Uh, Lionel comes in and introduces Lena and is like, this is going to be your new mom. And Lex is like, hi, I'm going to be your new brother. And that's it. And I missed a scene. I'm sorry. Lena goes to visit Lillian in the jail because Supergirl says, you know, she's your mom. I spent a lot of time wishing I could talk to people I can't talk to anymore. So you should go visit her. Um, she does. And Lillian reveals that Lena is in fact a Luther. She is uh, Lionel's um, daughter sired out of wedlock. She He was cheating on Lillian. And that's why Lillian wasn't a good mom. Because every time he, she looked at Lena, she saw um, the the infidelity of her husband. So of course, from this little evidence, we can assume that, uh, Lena is in fact the son, or sorry, the son, Lena is in fact the daughter of, uh, Rhaegar Targaryen and, um, Lyanna Stark. And wait, no, no, that's wrong. I'm sorry. That's a different show. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to review that show because, um, some of it hurt me. Some of it hurt me and I may not, I may not recover. And I don't mean hurt me in the Red Wedding way. That was, I mean, terrible, but kind of brilliant. I mean, some of it just, uh, some of it just hurt me. Anyway, so Lena is under suspicion immediately um, because Metallo broke out. Nobody went to visit him. Uh, they swept his cell. Nothing was weird. Uh, the only person who went into the jail that, that night was Lena to visit Lillian, which seems odd to me because I'm pretty sure jails have visiting hours. I could be wrong about that. Uh, and it's also weird that in that entire prison, Lillian, Lillian was the only one getting a visit at that time. Um, so the assumption is that somehow Lena... Okay, there's so many holes in this, right? Even if Lena did... If, if Lena were to have taken the kryptonite to... Lillian, and then somebody, and then somebody got it to Metallo, right? Corbin. Okay. So there's two options. Lena takes the kryptonite in and gives it to Lillian, who then somehow gives it to Metallo, right? That's the more likely option because people could smuggle things through the prison. And I guess somehow somebody in the female section of the prison could have contact with somebody in the male section of the prison, through guards, maybe, that's how they're smuggling through guards, this kind of thing does happen, I don't know, um, and the other option is, Lena herself got it to Metallo, which doesn't make any sense, because then she would have had to have gotten into the part of the prison that they don't let people in unless you're there for a crime, or are a guard, right, and somehow gotten it to him, so there's issues with this, this theory that Lena has somehow gotten this kryptonite to Metallo also because, you know, she was the one who called her, the cops on her mom in the first place. And 
you know, she prevented the alien, the, the Medusa virus from killing all aliens and all, all this kind of stuff. Anyway, but uh, while they're while they're talking about this, uh, there there's a video that comes out that shows Lena opening a cabinet and taking kryptonite out of it. Now the cabinet, honestly, the cabinet just looks like an ordinary credenza, like it's just a regular credenza that you would put dishes in or perhaps booze if you wanted to be a sideboard. Um, there might be a difference. I've never understood the difference between a credenza and a sideboard. Somebody can write in, I'm sure, and explain it to me. But it, it's just a regular, like, it looks just like a regular cabinet. Like, uh, so there's a regular cabinet that they're keeping their kryptonite in, and that's it. So uh, Catco Media, like, uh, both Snapper Carr and Jimmy Olsen are, are hard in on the, uh, Lena Luther did this, um... And one of the reasons that they use is that she's a Luther, and then Snapper later de denies confirmation bias, but we'll talk about that. He says that uh, Kara has confirmation bias because Lena is her friend, and have you seen the video? You know, she went, and Kara's like, she went on record as telling me that she didn't do it, and Snapper's like, I'm gonna need a lot more uh, than her word. Um, I should also point out that while Kara was in the office talking to Lena, uh, Maggie came to arrest her. Kara stuck up, stuck up for her, but it didn't, you know, she couldn't really do much about it. So, you know, Lena was arrested. And then all the stuff about the video and whatnot. Um, yeah, I mean, that also happens, that also happened pretty quickly because the video came out after, I think, the arrest. So the arrest was kind of like, well, she's a Luther. And the other thing is this. Nobody visited Metallo, but Lena visited Lillian. So Maggie checked on that to see if there were visitors. Nobody mentioned, oh yeah, but he got a package from someone yesterday. A package that apparently nobody checked on to see whether it was green and glowing. Uh, it's another... Again, like... There's a lot of there's a lot of hand wavy stuff that goes on, but this is again it's it's hand wavy. Somebody should have noticed, so we must assume, I guess, that a guard was bribed, and somehow the kryptonite, the bright green light of kryptonite, did not leak through the you know regular envelope that it was in, and nobody searched the package before it got into the prison, which is weird because I used to work at a bookstore, and you can't even send hardback books to prison. Like, if you do send hardback books, they take off the covers, right? Right? Okay. So, anyway, sorry. <sighs> Focus. We're going to get through this episode. I got through this episode. You're going to get through it with me. It's going to be fine. So, Lena's in prison. Supergirl thinks she's innocent. Nobody else does. Jimmy is also like, I wish you had the same kind of faith in me. You know, I'm your friend, so maybe you should trust me. I wish you had the same kind of faith in me as Guardian that you do in Lena as being innocent. And Supergirl points out rightly that that's not the same thing at all, and that she's just trying to protect Jimmy. Uh, again, I, I feel that you know she's gonna have to she's gonna have to let go, right? And some of her friends are inspired and also want to be vigilantes. That's just a thing that happens. Um, so. Uh, uh, they go back to, uh, oh, right, um, while she's at Catco, Supergirl talks to Miss Tessmacher, who tells her that the date with Monel didn't go that well because Monel kept talking about Kara the whole time. 
while after this conversation with Jimmy and Snapper, she's super angry, so she goes to train at the DEO, and she's basically just punching a concrete block um, and making short work of it, and then she kicks it, and it, like, it's two concrete blocks, one on top of the other, and the one on top sort of falls. They might have been like connected by something. It was it was difficult to tell. She was just kicking a bunch of stuff. And Monel's watching her, and he's like, "Oh, you know, you trained, and you, I, or you, I miss training with you." And she's like, "Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I guess I'm at this point. I guess I've been a little cold. Yeah." And he's like, "Yeah, I guess I'm just glad to know I'm not just accustoming accustoming myself to Earth's chilly weather." But anyway, she basically says, "Like, yeah, I was mad that you were dating Miss Tessmacher," and then denies that she says she was mad that he was dating Miss Tessmacher because he rightly goes, "You have said you don't like me." Why would you be mad about me dating anybody? Um, so then uh, she decides she's going to go check on Wynn. And she goes and checks on Wynn. And does Wynn have any evidence to counteract the video? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Wait a minute. Yes, he does. Oh, wait. I know that code. That's the code that uh, Hank Henshaw used when he broke in to uh, get the isotope. So, oh, look at this. It looks like... Um, that wasn't Lena taking the kryptonite at all. It was Hank Henshaw. Actually, I realize that I've skipped a whole bunch again. I'm sorry. I, I should really stop this business of trying to keep to to talk about one plot line or to... Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm not going in order. It's been happening all day. Uh, not that I record a bunch of these at the same time or on the same day. Uh, no, I record them once a week. No, that's a lie. I just record a bunch when I've got time. Um, so... Uh, Lena is in jail. Metallo breaks her out of jail, which makes her look, you know, super, uh, super guilty. Uh, Guardian is, you know, goes and tries to stop him and fails and, and comes out. So again, sort of a no score win. He doesn't get hurt, so it's okay. So there's a scene with Lena in the car with Metallo and, uh, her mom. And Guardian has noticed that Metallo might not be doing so well on the kryptonite, and he is not. Like, he's getting green veins like uh, the people on the Flash got black veins when the guy who could kill with a touch was on. So the green veins are... The kryptonite is, is mo affecting more of his... spreading throughout his body. Um, and Lillian has a talk with Lena about, well, now you're guilty, uh, so in that case, you should just uh, join us and we can rule Central City as mother and daughter. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. Um, I think I probably used that particular quote on another one of these episodes, but I don't care. It, it really is. It's 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 pretty much the pitch uh, Darth gives to Luke in Empire. You know, it's like uh, and you know, we can work together, and we can, you can work on Cadmus, and without the Luther men in the way, I'll be the mother you always wanted me to be. So when my cheating husband and my favorite aren't there, now I can concentrate on you, which is a great, great pitch, wonderful pitch. Um, and Lena, you know, looks a little teary because this is very warped. This is also where her mother's like, they turned Lex insane. If they could take the greatest mind and turn him insane, think what they could do to you. Mm -hmm, he could have done so much. Look, we all know that. One of the big disappointments about Lex Luthor is that he's a genius and he wastes all his time trying to fight Superman for reasons. 
Jimmy Olsen, also earlier on the show, pointed out that it always goes the same way with Luthers and super people. He's got one data point to go on. Uh, so, you know, uh, but, you know, like, Carr keeps saying Lena's my friend, and he's like, Lex and Superman were best friends for years, and no matter what evidence Superman was presented with, he said, nope, Lex is my friend, Lex is my friend, and then Lex wasn't his friend anymore. So I'm going to put it this way, show. Um, I'm going to be really bored and angry if you're like, and Lena Luther did the same thing. Because it's more interesting if Lena is not virulently against Supergirl. It's more interesting if they're friends. It's more interesting if Lena is the one sane Luther. That's a, that's a lot more interesting to me than Lena Luther just following the packs of uh, the the path of Lex Luther, whom you're not using because he's too much of a Superman villain. I I don't know. You're using a bunch of Superman villains. You could use Lex if you wanted to, and I know you will because later on he's going to be in the Crisis on Infinite Earths. So there. Uh, okay, so. Uh, they get Lena to a secret underground bunker that Lex has prepared, uh, and we find out, really, that Lillian broke her out of jail so that she can use Lena's Luther DNA to unlock a weapons vault that Lex has, because Lex, when he was planning his secret vaults and stashing weapons in them, created a biometric scanner that only scans for Luther DNA, not his DNA, but Luther DNA. So Lionel could open it, uh, Lex can open it, Lena can open it. We can assume uh, that their cousins Lucius and uh, Lamont can also open it. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just show it. Mm, it was hand wavy and dumb. Okay, so uh, she doesn't want to open it for some reason. Metallo doesn't force her hand down. But Hank Henshaw's cyborg Superman does appear out of nowhere. He Batmans in, I guess, instead of Batmaning out, and forces her hand down on the pad, and the weapons come up, and we see that Lex has a super suit in there, and there's a bunch of other stuff in there, and there's a box that uh, that Lillian's very interested in, and all that. But while this is happening, we're back at DEO headquarters. Wynn has noticed that there is a, a kryptonite, like a kryptonite signature, the signature radiation kryptonite, has shown up 50 miles north of Mount Whitney. That's where they are in Lex's secret vault slash hiding place. And what, there's something wrong. The radiation isn't quite right. It's almost as though they made synthetic kryptonite, and it's uh, the half-life is uh, exponentially decaying? Or the isotope is exponentially decaying. The half ni the half life keeps getting shorter and shorter the longer they look at it. I assume that's because they used tar to fill up that missing three percent. You see, you see what happens when you put tar and kryptonite. It just does not work. So Supergirl goes out there because she wants to save Lena. Everybody else is really concerned about this because if that thing goes, there's going to be a kryptonite explosion, there's going to be radiation, there's going to be radioactive kryptonite gas, and if Supergirl's in it, she's going to die. So she shows up, Luna tosses a... Uh, Luna? Luna Luther. She's another person who could open that vault. Lillian Luther tosses a sonic grenade at her. Uh, it it uh, discombobulates her enough uh, that she's basically getting frog marched to the vault. She tells him that Metallo's going to explode. Nobody believes her. Um, 
until she starts fighting Metallo and he uses green zappy beam and then his veins all glow green and things are looking really weird. And then Lillian taking that box with her, that mysterious box that she was super excited about, grabs uh, Hank Henshaw and she's like, we got to go. Uh, Lena got tossed to the floor and is lying semi-conscious on the floor while Supergirl vainly battles Metallo until Jean Jones shows up and saves everything because where was he, right? You're going to send Supergirl out to fight Metallo? No, you send Jean Jones first. Um, and if he gets in trouble, then you send Supergirl later because Jean Jones is not weak. Uh, Kryptonite is not one of his weaknesses, right? As long as nobody sets anything on fire, he should be fine. But they're worried. Uh, they gotta leave right now. Uh, Supergirl goes over to Lena, and Jean's like, we gotta leave right now. And we see, like, Metallo's eyes start to glow green, and his body starts to glow green, and we see this kryptonite explosion complete with a cloud of green kryptonite gas. And everybody's worried until Jean and Kara are seen flying away from the explosion, and they, they check in with the base, and everything's fine. And then we cut to the next day where the headline is Lena Luther exonerated and Kara's being smug about it to Snapper who deserves it because God, that guy's just like, he, he's a middle-aged white dude who believes in journalism and the truth and hasn't checked his privilege in forever. Uh, Jimmy comes up and apologizes because he didn't believe Kara. And now it turns out that Lena's innocent uh, Kara goes to visit Lena. They have a nice little bonding chat and everything's cool until Kara picks up a knight, like a chess knight, so the horse head. She looks at it. She has another flashback to her beating, uh, checkmating Lex after he has her in check and Lillian saying something like, perhaps you're a Luther after all, and she stares at that chess piece as though it means something, as though she's playing eight-dimensional chess in a bid to, I guess, bring... Supergirl down. I don't know. I really don't. Um, again, I'm going to be disappointed if the show goes that way. Gosh, this is running long. Sorry, everybody. Too many tangents again. Um, so that's that's the end of that for now, and I'm sure we'll figure it out by the end of the season or something when Lena becomes terrible. Monel comes over to Kara's apartment where basically she confesses that she liked him the whole time. Yaddy, yaddy, blah, 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 blue. But right before they kiss, Something that I thought was for a second a portal opening, uh, one of those interdimensional portal opening happens, but it's not. It's just these weird, like, white-blue lines that fly around them and finally appear on the windowsill, and they, they morph into a man who is disappointingly not a short fella wearing a yellow and purple suit with a big bald head and, like, Larry, Larry Fine levels of hair sticking out of the sides, no, no, uh, it's a attractive 20-something uh, gentleman uh, who says, I'm Mr. Mixes Pitlick, and Karazorel, I love you. And that's how we end the episode with the introduction of Mr. Mixes Pitlick. So I assume that uh, the next episode is going to end with somebody saying clip it's him or something along those lines. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But we've certainly come to the end of this episode of Arrow Chapter and Verse. As always, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're having a good day, and I'll see you next time.